Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hallow. Hallow is the number one Catholic prayer and meditation app. I have been using Hallow for several months. I was a little skeptical at first because I wasn't really into praying with apps or my phone, but Hallow has changed all of that. It has become a keystone in the way that I pray all day, every day. I start off my day with a minute meditation. My husband and I end the day with a sleep meditation or an examine, and there's all of that and so much more content in the Hallow app. And I am partnering with Hallow to give you a free trial of all their fabulous content if you go to hallow.com slash shower of roses. That's H-A-L-L-O-W.com slash shower of roses. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Sock Religious. You guys have heard me talk about Sock Religious before, but I just wanted to share with you some of the awesome products I've gotten from them over the past few months. My husband got me for Christmas a pair of Our Lady of Guadalupe socks, and I absolutely love them. They are perfect for wearing under my boots that I wear to work all the time. They are super soft and well-made. And for our uh, Valentine's Day, I got my husband this t-shirt super soft that says first things first I'm the realist and it has a picture of the monstrance with the Eucharist in it I absolutely love it and I also got him an adorable pair of St. Joseph socks for the year of St. Joseph so there's all of that and so much more at sockreligious.com if you use the code roses at checkout you'll receive 10% off your order that is sockreligious.com use the code roses at checkout Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be reading the readings for March 14th, 2021, the fourth Sunday of Lent in year B of the Roman Catholic Church. The first reading this week is from the second book of Chronicles, chapter 36, verses 14 to 16 and verses 19 to 23. In those days, all the princes of Judah, the priests, and the people added infidelity to infidelity practicing all the abominations of the nations and polluting the Lord's temple, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. Early and often did the Lord, the God of their fathers, send his messengers to them, for he had compassion on his people and his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of God, despised his warnings, and scoffed at his prophets, until the anger of the Lord against his people was so inflamed that there was no remedy. Their enemies burnt the house of God, tore down the walls of Jerusalem, set all its palaces afire, 
and destroyed all its precious objects. Those who escaped the sword were carried captive to Babylon, where they became servants of the king of the Chaldeans and his sons, until the kingdom of the Persians came to power. All this was to fill, fulfill the word of God spoken by Jeremiah. Until the land has retrieved its lost Sabbaths, during all the time it lies waste, it shall have rest while seventy years are fulfilled. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord inspired King Cyrus of Persia to issue this proclamation throughout his kingdom, both by word of mouth and in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord, the God of heaven, has given to me, and he has also charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever therefore among you belongs to any part of his people, let him go up, and may his God be with him. So I love this reading because we get a little bit of this history um, as far as, you know, this period that Israel goes through where they are just taken over and taken over time and time and time again by these different empires. Um, and so we read in this passage a really good history of, of the Babylonian exile, okay? Um, so, you know, we, we read that... Um, that uh, this is kind of a consequence of the Israelites not paying attention to the signs that God is sending them. So it says, God sent the messengers, but they mocked the messengers of God, despised his warnings, scoffed at his prophets. And so God allows this hardship to happen. It says the anger of the Lord was so inflamed that there was no remedy. And so God kind of allows um, hardship to happen to them. Not that he causes it, but that he allows it. Um, and so the Babylonians come in and it says they burnt the house of God. They tore down the walls of Jerusalem, set the palaces afire. Um, and so if they survived that, then they, this is when the Babylonian exile happens, that the Babylonians took over, you know, the Holy Land and they casted out the Jews. They were not allowed to live in their, in their land. Um, but then after the Babylonian uh, Empire falls, then the Persian Empire comes into power. And we read here that the Persian um, king was a little bit more um, sympathetic to the Jews because of um, the Lord inspiring him, right? It says the Lord inspired King Cyrus of Persia to, um, he's going to rebuild the temple and he says the Jews can go back to Israel, to their chosen land. It says, whoever therefore among you belongs to any part of his people, let him go up and may God be with him. So finally, the Jewish people are freed from their exile and they can return to the land chosen um, by them for God. So this is a really important reading for us to, to hear during Lent because in the past few weeks, we've been hearing all about these covenants and this week we're hearing about another piece in the salvation story. And I love how, you know, the bishops give us these readings for Lent in this specific order because we're reading all about how there's a need for a final covenant and for a savior. Um, and we'll see how nicely this reading ties in with the following as well.
The second reading this week is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. Brothers and sisters, God, who is rich in mercy, because of the great love he had for us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, brought us to life with Christ. By grace you have been saved, raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from you, it is the gift from God. It is not from works, so no one may boast. For we are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God has prepared in advance, that we should live in them. What a beautiful reading. Um, We've definitely read this reading before on the podcast as well. Um, And so Paul's really emphasizing um, that we are saved through grace um, that cannot be earned. Um, And I think sometimes this is something that we, you know, we disagree about sometimes with our fellow Christian um, brothers and sisters. Um, As Catholics, we believe that, yes, we are saved by grace, but also our works need to reflect that, Um, whereas some um, denominations of Christianity tend to um, emphasize that we are saved by grace and grace alone. Um, Personally, I think we're all kind of getting at the same thing, but um, I think people kind of get stuck up on this this idea that um, our works have to reflect um, this grace that we've received. So anyway, what Paul is trying to emphasize here is that we cannot earn grace, which is absolutely true. Grace is a free gift given by God to us. There's nothing we can do to earn it. Um, and so that was something that these early Christians who were living as Jews, right? They were Jewish people. A lot of them, some were Gentile converts, but a lot of them were Jews, just like Jesus, who were then following Jesus. And a lot of, at the beginning, they still considered themselves Jewish. So a lot of them were really wrestling with what does it mean to be a follower of Christ? Are we still Jewish? Um, and do we still have to do these, you know, what Jewish people do? So that's kind of part of what Paul is addressing here. Um, that none of these, these rituals that we go through, um, the works that we do, they are all good and they're necessary, but they do not earn us grace. It's by grace we have been saved. We cannot earn our salvation. Um, and he reiterates that kind of over and over again. Um, for grace you have been saved through faith and it's not from us. It's a gift from God. There's nothing we can do to earn it. And he says it can't be earned by works because then we would just boast of ourselves. We would say, oh, I did this that earned me salvation. It's not for our boasting. It's so that we can boast in the salvation of Christ, in the grace of Christ. Um, And so it's not of our own accord or our own Uh, accomplishments that we have salvation. It is a free gift from God. The gospel this week is from John chapter 3 verses 14 to 21. 
Jesus said to Nicodemus, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned. And because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God, and this is the verdict, that the light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come toward the light so that his works might not be exposed. But whoever lives the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. I love the way that these Lenten readings are arranged to so beautifully fit together. Um, a little bit of context, it, it starts out with Jesus saying to Nicodemus. So who's Nicodemus? Um, this is a Pharisee who's kind of like this, he, he's very intrigued by Jesus. Some people refer to him as a disciple of Jesus. And so he approaches Jesus in secret um, and says, you know, I know that you are, are of God um, because you're doing these amazing things that only God can do. Um, and he says to Nicodemus, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. And Nicodemus says, well, how can we, how can we be born again? Are we going to go back into our mother's womb? Um, and Jesus says, no, you have to be born again of water and spirit. He's talking about baptism. Um, and so Nicodemus says, I don't get it. How can it ha this happen? Um, and so Jesus says, how do you not get it? I'm trying to explain to you that we need to believe in things of heaven, not just of earth. Um, and then that's where we end up catching, um, catching in where, where this reading started. Um, so Jesus says, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert. Um, if you remember, this is from the book of Numbers. Moses put a serpent on um, a pole and John is saying, you know, this, this, uh, serpent was, you know, like glorified. And so Jesus in the same way, um, will be, you know, lifted up and glorified at his resurrection after his death. And then we launch into this beautiful, beautiful reading, um, which, you know, the most famous Bible verse, John three fourteen. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but have eternal life. And this ties in so beautifully with the second reading, um, that we are saved through our faith. Um, the grace of having faith, right? Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned. That's really important. That line, John's not talking about predestination, that those that do not believe in Jesus are predestined for hell or are damned to hell, you know, at, at the first sign of disbelief. Um, we all go through periods of doubt and questioning, but it's, it's what are you going to do in spite of that? And, and, and really what matters is, 
you know, the whole course of your life. We have these moments of disbelief, but that doesn't mean anyone that's ever converted to Catholicism because at one point they were a disbeliever is damned to hell. That's certainly not what John is saying. Um, I, John's really good. One of his, his, the best things he writes about is this balance between light and darkness. He describes Jesus as the light a lot. Um, and so he says, the light came into the world, Jesus, the people preferred darkness to the light. Um, and he says that because people that do wicked things hate the light. Think about when we sin. We're not proud of it ever. We kind of want to hide it and keep it to ourselves. Um, because we don't want our sin exposed because light exposes things. You know, it's easy to hide your wounds in a dark room where no one can see them. It's not easy to hide your wounds in a, in a, room that's lit up, you know? Um, and so that, that's what John's saying here, that the, and it's, it's like a vicious cycle, right? The deeper we go into our sin, the more we don't want to go into the light, the more it's harder to get ourselves out of that dark pit and back into the light. Um, and the devil loves to prey on that darkness and to draw us deeper into the darkness of our sin and to say, you'll never be good enough. There's no way you can get out of this. Just keep sinning because it's too late for you anyway. And that is so not the truth. It's not the truth because when we come into the light, yes, our wounds are going to be exposed, but that is the only way that we can get healing, right? A mother, a father cannot heal their child's, you know, wounds, their, um, their boo-boos, <laughs> unless they can see them, you know? It's like we try to cover up, you know, imagine you have a big scrape on your arm and we have a, you know, you try to cover it up from God. And God's like, I want to fix it. I want to treat it, but I can't treat it unless you pull back, you know, your hand and let me see the wound. You have to expose it. And that hurts, you know? Think about if you get, um, like, an infection, you gotta you got to make sure, or if you get, like, a big scrape, you have to make sure it doesn't get infected. And so putting, you know, like rubbing alcohol or, or something that cleanses it, that really hurts. It really hurts. But it's the only way to avoid um, infection spreading. And so thinking about that, like with confession, it stinks to go to confession and to wait in line and to just be pondering how gross your sins are. Um, and then you have to say them out loud to this guy that you never met before. Maybe it's your parish priest, which makes it even worse sometimes. And it's like so painful to expose those wounds, right? But it's the only way to receive the healing. Verbally saying our sins out loud is the only way to receive the grace of, of healing and forgiveness that Christ wants to, gives us, to give us. And I think that's especially important during this season of Lent. We're only two weeks from Palm Sunday, so that is my challenge for you. I know this is my challenge like half the time is go to confession, but if you have not made your Lenten confession yet, or maybe you already have, but there's something on your heart that you want to get off your chest, just go, just go, 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 um, and receive, receive that grace. Let the light come in let your wounds be exposed so that they can be healed. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts 
or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out A Shower of Roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week. Carry your word as you can.